you're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. It is the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Waite, the Fearless Business Coach. I've got a very esteemed guest with me today in the form of Chris Ward. Welcome to the show, Chris. Oh, I am super excited to be here. So Chris is a leading authority in building your business by building her team. Uh, Chris is the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and she helps entrepreneurs to create the win team. I'm super excited to get stuck into that and learn a bit more about that, Chris, using her signature super tool kits. That sounds phenomenal. I want to kick off though, Chris, if that's okay, with um, the Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy. Tell me a bit more about that because it's really fascinating. Well, you know, it shouldn't be that fascinating because it's really just breaking it down to be simplistic. And so often as entrepreneurs, we take on these big ambitions and we throw chunks of time and projects and stuff. At, you know, like, this is what I'm going to attack now. But you you really have no roadmap, no plan, and it's not broken down so that it can be achievable, successful, or so that you can work backwards, as I talk about in the book. So it's really to simplify it. Like, listen, if you can win the hour, you can win the day, you can do anything. And it's breaking things things down really is is it similar in in thinking to you know there's a well-known phrase isn't there you, you we under we overestimate what we can achieve in a month but underestimate what we can achieve in a year you know what i would say too is that something I often refer to is your calendar is your time bank account. And so many of us do not look at that. We just put our outside appointments on our calendar. And then you just think, I know I did for years. I thought, well, I can just get out of my way. I can go really fast. I can outrun the clock. Right. But it's really like saying, you know, you would never have think. It, and, and then there's all these other things too, that you do day to day that you don't put on your calendar. And people say, well, I don't, I don't need to remember that because it's not on my calendar. And that would be like saying, well, your car payment comes out every month and you know that. So don't worry, we won't count that as you know money spent. So you have to be looking at your calendar. I mean, that's just one of the many things we talk about when we're setting up your team and your time and strategy and super toolkits. But at the very foundation, I would say 95% of entrepreneurs don't understand their time bank account. And right off the gate, they may think they have eight hours to work today, but in fact, they may only have four just from things that show up every day, like things like emails that we don't count as work. Oh, I'll just do that in between the work. So it's the fundamentals of where is your time bank account. I think it's fair to say as well, like when business owners first start at their businesses too, that it's like when you don't have loads of customers, it feels like you've got loads and loads of time. And then as things do start to ramp up and you get more clients and customers on board, that's when it starts to get a bit of a, you know, there's a bit of a pinch in terms of the, the, the time bottleneck starting to kick in. But there is a point when that whole machine, that whole engine starts to sort of break down. So what are the early warning signs, Chris, and how can you start to sort of um, compensate for those and start to, you know, build your win team? Oh boy, you just brought up a fantastic point. So what I would invite you to think about is, you know, 
think about, let's say, imagine you had a house plant. All right. And you said, okay, I'm not very good at this. I'm going to, I, I'm going to, I'm finally going to master this. I'm going to get one house plant. I'm going to keep it alive. This could be fantastic. Okay, great. That goes well. You're feeling really good about it. And then you think, I'm really feeling brave. I'm going to get a second house plant. Look at me go. And then with some pride and confidence, you know, you think, you know, this is really going well. Perhaps what I'll do is I will start a farm. And the only difference I encourage you to think about the difference between these two houseplants and a farm is the output, right? And what happens with entrepreneurs, Robin, is they start to look at, oh, think of those plants as clients. I got one client, I got two, I got three. And then you think somehow organically, this infrastructure is going to fall into play. That's going to support the growth of when I get four clients and five. And then you think, oh my gosh, okay, well now I'm just trying to catch up. But once I catch up, I'll be fine. And I encourage you guys, if you think for a second, if you ever hear yourself saying, once I get caught up, once this happens, I'll be fine, then that is a warning sign, okay? Because business is meant to grow and you're meant to get busier. So if you don't have time now, you want to have more clients. You want to bring in more revenue. So if you don't, if you can't manage it now, then what's going to change? You are not waiting for the business to slow down. So, so many people think that this infrastructure is just going to organically fall into play, but that's another whole career. That's where I spend all my 10,000 hours and creating super toolkits and our win formula, all that stuff. So I want you to keep that in mind. That's a powerful warning sign. I love that analogy, actually. And I can I can imagine all of these sort of entrepreneurs, business owners kind of, you know, just casually walking around with their watering can, watering a plant here, <laughs> walk over to the next one, water another one there. Then lo and behold, 20 plants. And they're kind of like, now they're, they're jogging. They're starting to run between the plants and they're starting to get a bit frantic. They trip over, they spill the water everywhere. One or two of the plants start to die. You know, it's all now starting to get really busy. And then we've got a hundred plants out there that we've got to water and we just scratch our heads going, I can't do this anymore. And plants with different needs. And then you lose a plant and you think, oh my gosh, I have to go get, like I've lost a client. I have to go get, okay, well, once I get that new client, then they're on board, it'll be fine. Well, now I'm a little busy onboarding the new client. And then, you know, the day you lose a client is not the day you should go looking for new clients. So it really gets out of control quickly. And you have this false sense of once this next thing happens, I'll be fine that's a warning sign. And in terms of taking the, the, the first sort of step in, in bringing team members in or systems or automation, like in your view, what, what, where should somebody start? Well, I would tell you the biggest mistakes that most entrepreneurs make is they think, okay, I do need to hire someone. I get that. And if we get them past the fact that it is very affordable and it pays for itself and you're not waiting to reach some financial milestone, you won't get there without help. And you can so afford it in today's world. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Now, you take that out. What happens is we, for most people in the corporate world, if you think of it, it's almost a very parentified system. Think about having, you know, a document in your hand and then you hand it to somebody. And then you sort of like, like a teacher, you lean over to make sure they're doing it right. You no know, checking on them. And that creates another job. And then that's where you get frustrated. Like, I don't have time to do what I'm doing. I don't have time to babysit somebody else. Right. So what happens, I would tell you, it's really the Hiring and how you hire is a huge component because you know what it does. If you don't hire right, you're you know you you don't get a dog to do a cat's job, right? So if you don't hire right, that's that's a problem. But I would say where ninety percent drop the ball is the onboarding and training, and these things are set up in a very parentified school teacher system that comes from the corporate world. Whereas my team, you know, they really manage me. They push me forward. They get all kinds of things done. So I 
I can really focus on the things that only I can do, like attending these sort of podcasts and stuff like that. And we also set them up for what we call the 60-40 win formula, that you should be in creation mode 60% of the time, admin mode 40% of the time. And now most entrepreneurs are always crawling out of the web of admin around 90% of the time. But then you don't want to onboard some task takers that are just going to do things that you throw at them. No, you want people that think and create and that set you up for success. So that is really where most people go wrong. And if I can tell you a really quick story, Robin, for me, it was like with our podcast, we were all super excited that we were getting close to 200 five-star reviews by win the hour, win the day podcast. It's just general business. It's, you know, anything from sales to social media. Oh, we've had fantastic guests like yourself on it, Robin. So you guys have to check us out for that. And someone on my team came and said, Chris, I found this new site and it's, they're gathering uh, reviews from places. I didn't know you could do it. And we looked we had over 900 five-star reviews, wow. 900. Now, just so you know, I'm a very flawed human being, Rob. And I was like, oh, it's so close to a <laughs> thousand. So, so, but what happened was because she has a component of her work week in creation mode, she presented that to us. And we're like, and it wasn't just us. We brought that to different Facebook groups and, and they're like, oh, I became the hero. People didn't know. We didn't know that you could leave reviews on Stitcher and all these other places. I'm like, holy hell. So that was, that was because how she was set up to do her work instead of taking tasks and just, you know, me giving her little mini projects, it's set up very differently. So the onboarding is huge. Cool. So, so onboarding is definitely super important. I think what I heard there as well is, you know, don't, as a, as a business leader, don't be afraid to be led by your team as well. Oh, d- never, never mind be afraid. That's what you want. You want to be the dumbest person in the room. You want that 100%. So, you know, that's really super important. And most people just don't know how to set that up because they've never seen it before in the corporate world. So that's a, that's a game changer. It's a real game changer. I, um, I recently took on a new marketing head of content uh, called Jess. And she challenges me all of the time. And I tell you what, I, all of the social media posting and things like that, that that's the min task, which just get done. I pay her to challenge me on my way of thinking. She's 20 years younger than me. And the, the, the marketing side of things has just shifted dramatically. Well, business has shifted dramatically in the last, last sort of 15 or 20 years. So giving her the opportunity to kind of bring new ideas to the table is like, it's super important. You know, that's, that's worth all of her salary, you know, and, and then some. Yeah, because for most entrepreneurs, what happens is it's kind of like if you can imagine you're playing a sport, okay? Now, my hand, for those watching this video, I have a football here. But imagine if you really had no idea what game you're playing, how the score was tallied, why the ref is calling a foul. You don't know how much time is in the game. You know, the numbers are constantly changing. And that's what it's like for most entrepreneurs is they're just trying to like, okay, I'm going to go as hard and as fast as I can. And I really want you to think about what that's like in your day-to-day life. So if you had some more clarity on what is the game and you're just looking at other entrepreneurs going, okay, how am I keeping score? Am I comparing dollars? Am I comparing years, what am I doing? So for entrepreneurs, it gets really lost really quickly in in the muddle of the game and you don't know what game you're playing. And I would tell you when you have what I call a win team, a what is next team, so you can get to what is next and what is next, 
then it's, it totally is a game changer because you didn't start a business to run a business. You start, it wasn't, you had jobs that you could have kept at or didn't like you're here to be creating. You're here to whatever, you know, start serving more clients, get that book out, get the podcast out, whatever it is you want to do, whatever is your dream. That's what you became an entrepreneur for, not to just recycle admin work and try to keep up. Absolutely. And speaking of kind of starting out in business as well, I loved something which you said to me off, off air before we started the recording today. But um, you, you talked about the, well, I started up a business, but, you know, for lifestyle, I wanted more time in my life. But actually, what's the reality? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So people will say to somebody that's new in business, they'll say, you know, I'll run into them occasionally. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm starting a business. And like, that's great. Oh, you know, what made you do that? Well, I want to start spending more time with my family. I'm like, I think you should gather them all up and say goodbye. Cause that is, <laughs> that is the last thing you're going to be doing with them. And I'm not saying it has to be that way, but I'll tell you nine and a half out of people, nine and a half people out of 10, that's what they do for the first five or six years. And that's where a lot of my clients come from is they've been in business like five, six years. And now they realize they have a supportive, loving, kind family. But as a few of them said, my spouse is starting to look at me a little tired. Like I'm just not attentive. I'm not there where I used to be. I'm spending less and less time with them. If I compare it to being like a drug, a drug addict, you're always in a closet trying to get one more email out. Right. <laughs> so, you, you know, that, that people don't like to see that over time. So I know my clients constantly tell me that they get 25 hours back a week, the first month working with us. And because you just, you're, you know, to have these dreams should not cost you relationships, life, your business should support your life, not consume it. So what, what sort of clients do you work with, Chris? Oh, I am so lucky. I'm so blessed. I work with fantastic people around the globe, you know, England, Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand, uh, a lot in the U S and usually they're service-based entrepreneurs um, that have been in business a couple of years. And now they realize, okay, I should be past the stage where I thought in the beginning, okay, I'm going to work so hard because the business is new, which by the way, that's such a myth. You do not have to grind it out. That that's just a hero's you know, journey turned into a hero's journey of an ill-planned trip, really, frankly. Right. Um, and I love a good Rocky movie myself, but that's what, not what the entrepreneurial journey really should be about. Right. So the people I work with, they just want to start being in creation more mode more, and they want to enjoy their business. And a lot of them have started to fall out of love with their business and they're just getting tired and you know, it, it's not about just running the business. And, and we're so lucky we get to work with people in all different aspects, you know, one-to-one semi-private group coaching is you and I were talking, Robin, we've got this free masterclass that we're starting to do inside our group that people tell me just changes how they see their business completely. And, and then we have what we call the winner's circle. So it's anyone that just says, look, I want to accomplish more in less time, make more money, have a bigger impact. But I want to start my day refreshed and leave fresh and enjoy it and not be flickering with burnout all the time. Chris, one of the things which I noticed as you're saying that, because you, you um, you know, sometimes people get into business and you can see through them that they they just they're in it for the money. They're kind of in it for the wrong reasons. But when you just said what you said, I can tell that you're deeply passionate about helping your clients um, and like to bust through that, like go on that journey. Did you experience that yourself? Where did it all start for you? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. So I think the fundamental thing that 
to tie that up with is, look, really being an entrepreneur is just about getting ideas to execution. So other people aren't smarter. They don't, they don't have more resources than you. It's just they're getting ideas to execution faster, right? So when I started my business, oh boy, as my husband would say, I was always stealing from sleep, you know, and I swear the first two years I went two years without sleep. Now, reports indicate that you start to lose your charm after about six months of not sleeping. <laughs> so, so then I realized, oh, again, you know, he was my biggest fan. And here I am like, you know, snapping at people because I'm exhausted. Like you said you were ready. You don't have your shoes tied. I could have answered another email, right? Like, oh my gosh, like you're standing at the door going, ah, 30 seconds I could have stole there. So I came to, you know, one day I just thought, okay, this cannot be, I just can't be walking around trying to stuff down my crankiness because I haven't slept in months. So I just said, how can I change the game? And so I started to feverishly examine what are the entrepreneurs that, you know, are successful, but success meaning, you know, they have a life. It's not about the income. They have a life and they have a business that, you know, that isn't running them into the ground, but they're running the business. And so to move the story along, I went from working 16 hours a day down to six, like, and the biggest takeaway, I, it was shocking to me how much I had been working against myself. Like I could not believe all that beating my chest and the badge of honor that I worked so hard was detrimental to my success, my health and my business. And it really was counterproductive. And luckily that was my experience because it was a couple of years after that, that my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer and I was pulled away from the business for about two years. And when I returned my existing, existing marketing clients, they had no idea of my absence, the local business community. They didn't know anything about it. We did not feel it would be good for business. Also, we were very positive in nature. So we felt that if the doctors were wrong, we sat around for two years crying, holding hands. If they were right, we sat around for the last two years crying, holding hands. So, so when I returned, my existing clients said, like, I don't know how you did that. No one knew you know, could you help me so that I'm not like now I have this appreciation for the fragility of life and I'm missing kids soccer games and I'm tired all the time. And I'm not, when I'm with my family, I'm not really paying attention to them. So I started working with them under the capacity of, you know, helping them regain their life and have their business soar in the way that they wanted to at no cost, you know, to them or their family. And uh, it was working out. And they were, like I said, they all told me they got 25 hours back a week the first month. They conservatively saved about 50,000 a year because you have no idea how much money you're wasting. And um, then we, I said, okay, how can I help more people? So I wrote the book and it all sort of blossomed from there. That's how When the Hour, When the Day was founded. What would you say was, um, I mean, gosh, I can't, I can't imagine what it's like having to go through that with your husband. Um, you know, I've, I've had close family members who've been ill, but not, not my wife. I, I, I can't imagine having to kind of go through that for two years and also trying to sort of, you know, grow and keep a business, you know, going. Um, what was, what would you say is kind of like one of the most challenges, challenging decisions you've had to go through, you know, in your time running your businesses? Well, I was really super lucky. I didn't understand when I was pulled away from the business, how long that would be. Cause one thing just leads to another. Right. But I had a fantastic team and we had these super toolkits in play and it did allow me to give him my full attention. So I don't have any lingering regrets. Like we actually, as I shared with you uh, during that time, I, you know, I planned a surprise trip to England cause he had a lot of family there. So I also did a lot of other things that took a lot of organization and time. So I was able to give him my full attention when 
when, you know, winning the hour meant nothing like each hour, especially at the end meant so much. So I don't have any regrets there. So I was really blessed because these things were set up ahead of time, unbelievably. Right. But, um, I think if, any look, life has interruptions and things are always happening in your life. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe one of your children is you know, struggling with something, whatever. And so you have to understand just to focus on one thing at a time and say, I'm going to do one thing at a time. I'm going to win this hour so I can win this day because looking at the enormity of everything, like, let's also be honest here. If we take any emotion out of this story, I also lost an income. So if I had returned and there was no business there, that was not the time for me to put together a resume, try to be charming in an interview and learn a new job. Like that was just not it. So I was very blessed that that was intact. And you need a business that again, supports your life instead of consumes it. So I would just say to you, focus on one thing at a time. My mother said to me one time when things were difficult, she said, you just take, you know, one, one day at a time. I was like, I, I can't, a day was like a, a month long. Well, how about an hour? I, if you have to take one minute at a time, you do that, but you need to break it down, have a success and move on. I think it's, it's such a powerful story and it, um, it, it kind of um, something which resonates with me as well. I think we put so much emphasis on our businesses being like the center of our worlds. And the reality is like they businesses don't really have a life force or emotions. They have a need whereby you need to feed them clients and it needs to create money in their inputs and their outputs. But it's not human like it's not a being yet. So many like entrepreneurs and business owners are so attached to the outcomes in their business that um, they struggle to kind of live outside of that. And it goes back to what you were saying at the start where, you know, they're distracted from spending time with their family because they've got to get that one last email out there. What would you say to somebody who is kind of maybe listening or listening to this or watching it and um, is in that place where they're just like, just one more email? <laughs> I have been there. I understand it. Listen, I'm a recovering rushaholic. I thought I could just rush through anything and move fast and just get more and more stuff done. And the problem is with people like myself and my clients, I did get a lot done. I am organized. I was the go-to person for a lot of people in my life. So then I kept thinking, oh, I can just get more done and just go faster, right? And be more organized. But it's kind of like taking you know, a screwdriver and putting it into a screw in the wall. And you just keep tightening it and tightening it. And eventually you just strip the screw, right? So what I would tell you is it's not the answer at all. And you have no idea. I call it the three D's damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunity. You're losing a lot of money when you're running around trying to do it yourself, because let's say for whatever simplistic math that you sell something that's worth a hundred dollars when you're doing things at yourself at night, or even taking courses, my team takes courses for me and breaks down spoon feeds, what I need to know to move on. When you're doing those things yourself, you're billing your company a hundred bucks an hour. Right. And you would never pay for that that way, but you're doing it. You have no idea. So it's very expensive. Right. And think about then, you know, the money that you could be bringing in with new client, plus of that client, the lifetime value of that client, or if they gave you one referral. And then we move along to, you know, uh, delayed income. How much does that cost you? A client you would have gotten in February, you don't now get till June or whatever, right? Plus a referral lifetime value. And then of course, the most painful one, diminished opportunity. Oh my gosh. I wish I knew you a month ago because I just hired somebody. I think you'd be better fit, but we've already committed. So it gets very expensive and you're just chasing your tail and there is an easier way. You do not need to work so hard. You have to stop working so hard. It's costing you money. Cool. I'm, I'm definitely hearing that message, Chris, and I'm sure there's lots of people um, listening into this who will be hearing that too. 
Um, we got a, we're coming up, believe it or not, to the end already. Um, I've got several questions, though, just to kind of start to wrap things up. So you mentioned about your um, uh, masterclass, which is coming up, which is very exciting and a great opportunity for, for anybody listening in. Tell us a bit more about that. Yes, time flies so fast with you, Rob, and I notice that all the time, right? Yeah, so the masterclass is fantastic. We're going to be doing those once about every four to six weeks now. They're free. And what I hear all the time, you just reach out to me on any of the socials, what I hear all the time is it really changes how you think and see your business. And that is the biggest gift I think that I could give anybody is it's not about you grinding it out. I promise you, you're working against yourself. Cool. We'll make sure that we share a link to that in the show notes and in the Facebook um, uh, video once it's gone live as well. Um, and also, how can people get hold of you? Yeah, they can reach out to me and tell me they heard me on this fantastic podcast. So, you know, reach me on any of the socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or uh, check me out at Chris Ward, K-R-I-S-W-A-R-D at winthehourwintheday.com. You can email me there. And, and we have some free gifts as well. You can check out free gift from Chris free gift gift from chris.com and in there we have we have the ultimate guide to getting 200 free admin hours um, we've had about 35 students and they're all over North America and Europe where you can get co-op students. And uh, this year alone, we've got about 800 hours because we had three students and they come very high skilled in tech and stuff. So I'll show you how to do that as a, as a gift uh, for listening to Robin's excellence here. And so there's all kinds of ways. Hey, if you want to find me, I'm out there. You'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Good work, Chris. Right. Final question. And, and um, I should have warned you about this whilst we were off air, but um I'll give you a few moments to kind of ponder it. Listen, I'll uh, so tell we... you anything but my weight. So we're good. Keep going. <laughs> Excellent. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm very polite as an Englishman. I'm not going to ask that for sure. Um, uh, so we're going to jump into the fearless business time machine and you get to punch in the date that we're going to go back to. So we're going to T minus X number of years, Chris, you get to choose when it is, but you've got to give yourself the message. So what year is it? And what, what message would you give to Chris then? Oh my heavens. I wish I had known when I started right from the get-go that I didn't have to work that hard. I really, I was tired. I was cranky. I felt sick. I, I used to think that, you know how they say Eskimos know about 40 words for snow because that's all they live in, right? I thought there was like 40 words for tired, like nauseous, tired, eye burning, tired, hot head, tired, a little bit dizzy, you know, like there was all these levels of tired. And I just thought, oh, I just, you know, push through and I can do this. And when people said I worked so hard, I was like, oh, was such a big compliment. And it was just such diminishing results compared to showing up what I call like a business athlete and doing your highest and most best performance every day, knowing having a win team or what is next team from the beginning would have been a game changer. I, I can add one more form of tired to yours. My, my favorite form of tiredness is caveman tired, you know, and you just drag yourself out of the cave. Oh, oh yes. You know, that, yeah. that's my favorite Dragging one. your butt through the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have like seven and four year olds. So I'm kind of like, that's my yes. excuse anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I mean, that's a, re a really powerful message. And um, I, I hate to say this, but uh, you had to go through that, you know, that struggle to, to learn where you got to in order to be able to save the day for your clients and be able to teach them what you wish you'd known back then. So, um, you know, so I think there's a message in that. I think sometimes we do have to struggle a little bit in order to kind of uh, uh, you know, break through and grow from it. So, uh, and, and you've done that, so we don't have to. So we'll applaud you for that, Chris. We appreciate you for doing that. I'm sure well, your clients do you. as well. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Fearless Business Podcast. 
Well, it's been a real treat to be here. You're, you are an energy that lights up any room. So I'll, I'll be anywhere that you want to talk to me. I appreciate you, Robin. Bye.